Alright folks, welcome back to another glorious episode of the most ghostliest show around. This planet and every other planet, you know. So uh, we, we're broken down into different type of species, languages, and such like that. It's kind of like a um, like a closed caption, but for, uh, you know, different types of entities all across the universe. Because, they, you know, they all love the mostly ghostly show. And that is the show that we're involved with today. You know, Ray Boone, how you doing over there, Ray? Not bad. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing fantastic. We have some cool guests with us this evening. We have uh, one returning guest. You know, the great Ray Arnold is in the building for Metro West Paranormal Investigations. How you doing, Ray? Doing very well. You guys? I'm doing uh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, you know. And we got Karen Carter from who is also a part of Metro West. I believe, right? Correct? Yes, yes correct. Yeah. Um, from Utah, home of the jazz. You know what I mean? Is it still the home of the jazz or they move? Still the home of the jazz, I believe. <laughs> Hell yeah. I always got down with the jazz. So, Ray, you know, we've had you on a, on the, the show before. We had all types of awesome investigation uh, stories with you. We've been on, we've been in the nitty gritty with you on, on location for investigations. Uh, that even rhymed. Look at that. I'm a poet. And I don't know it. And, uh, so what have you been up to lately? Right. Um, I, I don't know, uh, exactly what month that was, but we've done an investigation in, uh, Amsbury, Massachusetts. Yeah. There's a haunted house out there. Um, I was called up, um, this lady um, said that she had activity in her house, um, very uh, strong uh, activity, so strong enough that she reached out to us, you know. Mm-hmm. So we went out there. Um, it, it was a drive, said at least. It was almost like towards you guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, we went out there, and we, we did get some stuff. The place is definitely haunted. So I, I sent you guys uh, the video, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the pictures of uh, – what we seen? I don't know if you got them yet, or I got them still downloaded. Okay, so I got them. So, you sent over a bunch though, but they they were they, thirty to be exact. I like solid number. I like that nice even number. It wasn't planned, but that's what I gave you guys. Ghostly. Um, that's ghostly. If yeah. that wasn't planned. Yeah. So I'm checking it. Look at the house right now. What was her kind of main? What was the main happenings that was happening at the house that she kind of wanted you guys to come in and? Further investigation. Um, the main focus was the master bedroom where the baby's crib is, because uh, they have their baby in the master bedroom with them. Yeah. Um, the other focus was a um, it was like a child's playroom, and that's the room that you guys see with the glass. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, white, there's white trim of glass. That's the children's play area. That was another active place, and then there was an area concerned down in the basement. That there'd be music playing in the middle of the night uh, from downstairs. No one's down there, and they just want to see what's going on. Um, in the children's playroom, um, there was a lot of activity where the little her she has a uh, I want to say a little boy, uh, and he would be playing, and yet the ball or, or hey, what is the ball? They roll back to him, and nobody was in that room in the closed level. I mean, it's an old house. But the ball would roll up to him, and it was 
a particular area that they were very interested in. So when I went in, I did a a sweep. That's usually what I do is when I go in there, I'll sweep, you know. Uh, but when I first walked in, I could feel I could feel the very heaviness in that place. I could feel it. So, you know, some people will say, well, my house is haunted. And it really isn't. This one, it had that feel to that. So I knew there was something there. Um, so basically, uh, my other members, they can't be here with me, the core of the team. Um, but they set up in the bedroom. They set up their EMF. Uh, we set up a pod, a rim pod. And they just started doing their, their thing there where I swept most of the, the, the first floor room. So... Right off, um, as I'm gonna steal a, a, a caption from, uh, uh, um, uh, our friend there, uh, Cindy Lou. Cindy um, Lou! Off the rip, yeah, after, uh, I love her. Yeah, um, shout out Cindy Lou. Off the, off the rip, I mean, it started, the, the rim plot started going off, um, we started getting hits on the EMF meter and it started pegging red and it was like, alright, here we go. But I want to make sure when I went through the house that it was summertime and I want to make sure we had weeding. So I broke out my, uh, floor imaging camera and we had readings, um, from 71 down to like 68. Wasn't really cold spots at all. Uh, mm-hmm. but there was activity going on, you know, uh, the rim plot was just taken off. So that was interesting. Um, we did a, we um we stayed up there for a little bit. Uh, we did our our sweeps. They did a a Q and A session with spirits. Um, it wasn't really until we got down to the basement, and I showed you guys pictures of that. In the far room is where the music was playing. I set up the rim pod in the K two meter, and the thing was going crazy. Um, we started doing a video. Uh, we asked questions and we also, I also introduced my, uh, my Bluetooth, which, um, it can capture vi- um, the audio from spirits and it actually comes out in words. So, you know, what they say to you and we got a lot of, um, it was very active in that basement. It really was. Um, I was hearing water. Um, they said water and I didn't know at that time. But on that property was like a brook behind that house. I didn't even know that. So we were thinking, well, did somebody drown in that property? You know, we're trying to piece things together, you know. Um, but we went down there and, uh, there's a video, there's a pictures of us walking down to that property, down to the water. So there was a, a lot question. of uh, interesting things that happened. I got a quick question yeah. for you. I know we've talked on the sure. show before about water being a good conductor for like energy and stuff like that. Do you think that if some this, you both can answer this, and Ray Bootman, if you want to pop in, you know, do you think that if somebody drowned in a river and there was flooding, and maybe the water flowed through the dirt into a basement, do you think that that would carry a spirit of whoever passed in that river to the house? The way that that brook was from the house is a yeah. good distance. It was probably about oh man, I'd say like fifty feet away. I, I mean, back in the day, I don't know how the structure of that river was back in the day. Right. Now it's like a, like a trickling brook now, but I'm not sure. I am not sure. Most I, water runs I believe under. it's possible. 
Yeah, I think because I, th- I believe I'm, I'm not positive, but I think that most water runs underground. Like if you go deep enough, you know, it's not an ocean under the ground, but like it, it trickles. You know what I mean? Like there's f- water always flowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Karen, what do you think about that question? Do you think that you know somebody passing away in a river uh, would get kind of tr- almost trapped in that water, and that water could be the vessel that moves it from place to place? Yes, definitely. It's a good possibility. Yeah. It's like, because uh, I know we did a heavy water episode earlier in this season on the show. I think Cindy Lou was even a guest on it. And, um, yeah, like we are talking about, and, and you know, in, in basements, you know, basements are always hubs for stuff like that because you have kind of all the electricity and energy from the house going there. Uh, as well as like the flooding, I think the water and the water is one of those things that like, I think, you know, it's, it's ancient, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's been here forever. Um, whether it's evaporating, going into the sky and then raining back down on us, it's all the same type of stuff I feel. So it's like, uh, it's very interesting in in the take of that. And I I don't think we've ever really talked about it being a vessel, which is an interesting thing because, Mm -hmm. It almost makes sense. Now, Ray Bootman, what do you think about that, what I just said? Well, the water can hold the energy of the spirits. And uh, if you're talking about, uh, let's say, something flooding, if mm. that water's holding that energy, then, yeah, that can produce a haunting. Uh, because it, if you're talking specifically about someone who, uh, let's say, died drowning, that's a lot of trauma, that's a lot of energy release, that's all released into the water, and that gets into your house. Yeah, you, could, yeah. you could have something uh, manifest in there. <clears throat> Ray Arnold, back, back to what you were saying. I just want to say that when we were doing an investigation on the basement, and they mentioned water, okay, I had, like I said, I had no idea that there was water on this property. I really didn't. Because um, we didn't really go really right through on the outside. You know, we just focused on the house. So when they came through the spirit box, the SB7 or the S box, you know, because we have many of them, you know, uh, it did say water. And I'm like, well, okay. And the homeowner says, yeah, well, we have a brook in the back of the house. And I'm like, all right, so let's go see that. So that was very new information right then and there. So for a spirit to say water and the water was there, it was like, okay, so something happened there. I don't, you know, and sometimes right. when you ask them spirits, they're not so forthcoming with their information. It's like a puzzle. You have to piece everything together. And, you know, at that point in time, I didn't get visuals because I do have abilities. I, I didn't get the visual of that happening, but the spirit did say water and there was water on that property. So yeah. it was kind of, you know. Ray, Ray Boone, with the Native Americans, some, do they believe in water burials? Do they get into that, or is that somebody else? Not that, not that I know of. I know that they do it in India, okay. where they, they cremate, and then they, they will put the remains on a, on a vessel and send it out in a Ganji River. But uh, not that I know of a Native American. I put the remains on a cracker, send them down my throat, you know what I mean? So Karen, how did you how did you get involved in Metro West and Ray over here? How do you guys link up? I know you're Utah and we're over, we're Massachusetts people. Yeah. Um, it was a couple years back, right, Ray? Yeah. 
All right, message me. I was doing tarot readings and stuff. And wanted me to join the team. Yeah. Now, I know you said you do some investigations down there. Do you have a little team that you guys, I know we got the great Paul goes out on those investigations too, but is there is there more of a team or is it just you guys going out? And I, you don't need a team, of course. You know what I mean? You only need one person realistically. But you got a little crew out there or? We just do it as a family. Word up. That's what I like to hear. The family that, that, that ghost hunts together stays together. That should be a t-shirt. That's right. <laughs> um, it can be. Yeah. Well, don't take that idea, Ray. I don't know. We're going to use that for a mostly ghostly shirt. Okay. <laughs> so you guys got linked up through the, the interwebs, which is energy right there. You know what I mean? You can never quite trust it. Um and just kind of, I know that Ray's team is huge. It's all over the world, right? Not even in U.S. It's in different countries as well, right? Oh, absolutely. It, uh, we go into the U.K., this uh, B.C., this Canada. Um, it is, our followers are, like, all over the place. It's crazy. So, eventually, I'm going to have to get out there and meet all these guys, you know? I know. Um, it should be one big gathering. One big yeah. uh, I never really thought that it would actually get this big. Never really thought about that. Yeah. Um, like I met you guys. I never thought I'd be doing podcasts. Here's what, number six or seven. I lost yeah. count, really. Uh, I've done podcasts on UK and stuff. Um, but you never, you do, I mean, I love paranormal. This is what we do. I mean, we've been to a lot of places. We have seen a lot of stuff uh, with you guys and Cindy Lou. We've been to Lizzie Borden House. Um, it's a lot of things and you meet a lot of people. It's great. Uh, um, the paranormal world is very, um, I don't know. It's different, you know, and you guys know that, um, very friendly atmosphere, you know, um, I think it's just really good times. You meet a lot of good people. You really do. So I never really thought that we would be this big, you know, we're over like 1200 and we're growing, you know, all around the world, you know, it's crazy. You know, so I think that, we I just think, do what we do, you know? Yeah, I think the people that get into it, it's one of, like, you know, the paranormal, I mean, it's very real and it's very out there, but people don't like to kind of admit to it. And they and the people that kind of are, aren't that are open, open-minded about it and aren't, like, ridiculous about it and kind of put their faith in it and believe in it, I think they those people always flock together because it's got that mentality of, like, um... I feel like people, it's almost they're on the outskirts and, you know, in, in your town, you might be one, you know, one or one or three folks that kind of get down with it. But the majority of the town's probably naysayers, so to speak. So when you kind of stumble into these other people that get into it with you, I mean, I think there's a really tight bond. I know Well, there is, there is, there is. And I find out not so much in this town, but if I go out towards, you know, the Webster area, the Connecticut area where you guys are, we much more easternly choose you guys there's more of an openness to it um this town's more like a catholic town like there's old people that they don't even believe in that because they have a closed mind and it's really hard to um and i do have bills i have my spirit guides and they're like well it's fine if people don't believe in it that's fine because every single individual or uh, soul has their own beliefs this is what you were born into so you can't it's like like uh, skeptics, okay? Um, they don't have the open mind, so it's like um, they want to see something now. They they want to see like, oh, 
I don't believe this. I want to see something move. Well, it doesn't happen that way. Well, I don't believe it. It doesn't happen. Well, then you're closed-minded. You know, uh, it, it just doesn't. I mean, it's you know what I'm talking about. It, it's oh, for sure. You can't. It's like it's like talking to somebody that's colorblind. Right. You can go all day long saying that it's blue and they see they see gray, and mm-hmm. that's what they see. Well, it's not their fault. It's what they see. So you can't um, force anything on people. It's in your belief system. If you don't believe in it, you don't. If you do, well, you know, money is going to come to you. You know, um, there's other spectrums like evil, demons. That stuff just happens, you know. Right. You know, but people, it, they always, the biggest thing is that people are like, oh, that was just coincidence. That's coincidence. So they, they, they block their minds, you know, and they don't let nothing come in. So, you know, there's a lot, you, it's very, um, it's not uncommon to find a lot of skeptics to be on paranormal teams because they're there to find something, you know, and if they don't see it, touch it and taste it, they don't believe it. You know, it's, it's a good, it's, it's strange. Good to have that. It, it, but the, I want to say that the paranormal is very real. It's very there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you had experiences. I'm sure Ray Booten's had experiences. I, I spoke to him, but you know, it's there. You know, you, you can't really, uh, as a paranormal investigator, yeah. uh, my house is haunted. Um, and I do and I'm not supposed to, and I debunk things here and I'm not supposed to cause they get pissed off. Sorry. <laughs> um, they'll, we're here. You know, so it's hard to, my biggest thing, is, it, it's hard to be in that world and know that this stuff happens and yet nobody can see it. You know, it's kind of, to me, it's weird, you know, right. but I accept it. You know, I mean, if you guys have, I know Mr. Ray Booten has abilities, mm. you know, um, I'll be in a grocery store, you know, and I'm hearing my spirit guide tell me different things, you know. Nobody else hears that. And they look at me like, uh, are you all right? I'm fine. You know, so it just, it's weird how that happens. But it's very well, it's here, you know. Yeah. The paranormal is here. The fact that religious groups and such uh, always turn their back to it, I always find very weird because there's so much paranormal within the Bible and there's so much, like, paranormal. I mean, you got the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, you know what I mean, for crying out loud. It's, um... I always, you know, well, they don't like the fact that it takes away the heaven deal. You know what I mean? That's the big, which I think we've talked about this before uh, with you, Ray Arnold, where like, um, you know, the idea of hell. I think, were we talking about how like hell is kind of a made up thing last time you were on? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of. Hell's a made mean uh, uh, theory. Yeah. I mean, hell does exist, but it's nothing like you you think it is. I mean, as they said, you know, if you think that hell is fire and brimstone, well, that's going to be that. It's in your own belief system. But hell is really a dark place. It really is. And they used that back in the day of a scare factor. Like, you know, if you don't eat your vegetables, you're going to go to hell. Well, the kid ate their vegetables because they didn't want to go to hell. That was uh, like uh, to get people to do what they want. I think, you know, I think but, it was more. I think it was more. If you don't pay your tithes, you're going to hell. I don't think they know. care about vegetables that much. You know. Well, what you I mean? know, you know, you know. What I'm saying. Is I know that, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that you know, hell is a real place. You know, it's it's something you don't want to be in, but it's not as glorious as the Catholics or other religions said. You know, 
uh, he's, I mean, he does exist because there's God that has to be Satan, right? right. Um, that all exists. But um, for fire and brimstone and all that good stuff, well, hell is what you think of it. And it's going to be what it's going to be. And you're not going to want to be there that much longer. And that's what they said. You know, yeah. there's always wow. a, an, um, a spirit to pull you out of that uh, that situation. You know, they're, they're there. If you say, hey, look, I don't want to be here, they're going to grab you out of there unless uh, you really did some real nasty things mm. and you should be there. But, yeah, it yeah. is an interpretation for each individual. Like, Because I, I grew up in the church and I, even as a kid, like the idea of like the golden streets with the mansions, I always thought that was kind of not real. It's like, well, because you're almost like making um, – you know, how you're not supposed to worship possessions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, why would you care about the streets being gold? Why would you care about having your own mansion in heaven? You know what I mean? It's like weird stuff. Um, but to jump back into this house real quick, you know, what the, the music aspect of it, you know, we hear a lot of that where the people are music is. So this is a question for both of you. You know, why do you think music is left behind? What's your take, what's your take on that? I'll let, get, I'll let Karen answer that Yeah, one. Karen, you can do this one first. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's... Do you, Ray, do you know? I have an idea of what I think it could be, but I'm not positive. I, I feel... I'm not sure if I Ray feel, is going to answer. I feel music is... I think, you know, the way they say that mu- music is like magic... Because you can't really touch it, you know what I mean? You can't put it on, but like if you hear it and you feel it in your heart, and it makes you feel all these emotions, so it's kind of like a magical thing. So I think it's kind of the emotion invested into it from the people, you know what I mean? That leaves the imprint of it. So like if it was their favorite song or, you know, it was their wedding song or, you know, something that them and their kid used to sing together or something, then it has a whole different meaning to it, you know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you what, this house, New uh, Amesbury, uh, when they said music is playing in the middle of the night mm. and no one has music and it came from the basement, the first thought that I thought was like an old man down in the basement. He had a workshop right. and they said it was like a, like a polka kind of music. So I'm like, all right, well, he's just jamming out the polka. Back in the day, it was his space and, you know, these time warps, you right. know? So... You know, did that dimensions and you start getting into dimensions and all this stuff. Is it possible that it, it's in there? You know, but when we were there, I didn't hear no music, but you know, you can almost certainly see in those pictures that where it could have been a workshop, you know, and that house was old. You know? Yeah. They recently tore down a barn that was on that property. They tore down the barn because it was in disrepair. It just couldn't be fixed anymore. And it was, these New England bonds so old and old weathered, they decided to take the barn down. Um, has that have any impact on that house? I have no idea. It probably does. Right. You know, but that house is active. Uh, matter of fact, uh, last week she um, messaged me and she said, we still have activity in the house. And they're actually leading more towards a, uh, a little boy that wants to play with her children. You know, because uh, you always hear uh, uh, little ones having an uh, imaginary friend. Maybe you know, that's a ground. 
It's not any more imaginary anymore because now it's in the light. Um, I want to say when we were in that sitting room and I have a bullet that's going off because of the spirit and stuff. It's pegging. Um, when I was in that playroom, my EMF meter kept going off to right in a certain location. And I asked the homeowner, I says, um, and there was like a closet. I says, can we gain access to this closet? Because this meat is going crazy. I, I need to see what's in that closet, if it's possible. Um, she says, yeah, absolutely. She opened up, she opened up that closet and it was actually underneath the stairs, you know, so you can see the stairs going up to the second floor. Yeah. Inside that closet in the back was a big old safe. This thing was big. And they said, we don't have the combination. This safe has been in this house since it's probably been built. Hmm. So there was a lot of um, activity around that safe. So I wasn't, I had the impression that maybe the spirits want them to get in that safe. There must be something in that safe. So I recommended either to get a locksmith, see what's in that safe. Maybe nothing, who knows. But there was energy all around that safe. Was it big enough for a body to be in it? Um, maybe an infant. Maybe it was a good size safe. This thing was big. You figure <laughs> you if know? you crawl, if they crawl, if, some, if somebody crawled Matthew, in and the door Matthew, shut behind I sent, them. I sent you a picture of that safe. I don't of know if you seen that. Right. It was in the. It was in now. It's in the closet area. I feel like if you were, if you were. Uh, if a safe closed behind you somehow, you'd be kind of in a bad way. Like, even if you were an adult, you know, even if air was getting into you after a couple of weeks, you'd starve to death, which would be horrendous. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, when, you, when you said the water thing, I get a vibe that, like, a young kid drowned in a bathtub there. That's the vibe that that's, I got. That's, I mean, I wasn't thinking of a bathtub, but I was thinking of a young boy that passed away in that property. That's exactly what I thought when I was there, you know. But when they said water is uh, the the brook was right behind that house, like fifty feet away. I was like, okay. So yeah. I had no idea that the water was there. So so maybe that's a very common deal, you know. You, they run downstairs to do something, leave the kid in the bathtub for two seconds, come up. All it takes is a few seconds. You know, you can drown in an inch of water or whatever. Um, very creepy stuff you know but that's kind of the vibe i get in the safe is like somebody could have been hidden in there um i I find it very interesting that they tried to almost get into the safe you know what i mean i think that's an interesting take on it um yeah i'd blow the door off that thing i'd try i'd want to know what was up in there it could be uh yeah it could be riches in there or something you know what i mean yeah there could be something in there well there could be nothing but there's something Maybe there was something and now it's nothing. That happens exactly. a lot too. You know exactly. what I mean? Um, now, was that house near a big main street? And the pictures are kind of looked like it was near like the main street of the town or something. Yeah, so and it was. It, it was. Um, I don't. I do not know the the route of that street, but it was a busy street. It was yeah. almost like a. Um, um, if you guys are familiar, like a Route Twenty or something like that, it's almost like that. It's a busy street. Yeah, yeah. Every time you see a busy street, you know that you know a lot of stuffs probably happened in that house. That was probably one of the first kind of houses in the area, right off the main drag, before they started mm-hmm. branching out and building more places. So it's kind of like a, 
you know, if you're going way back, you know, there was like a bury your own dead type deal, you know what I mean? And to go into the music thing, it's like, you know, there's a, t- you know, for, for anybody that could, you know, I remember when I was a youngster before TV, you know what I mean? Uh, before TV, there was, there was radio. That was kind of like, that was entertainment. You know what I mean? Like as much as, well, nowadays you'd probably equate it to a cell phone or a computer, but like back in the day, it was the radio. Like you'd throw on the radio for entertainment. You know what I mean? Uh, so I think that has a lot to do with it. But with taking that same mindset of th- that radio, do you think that a hundred years from now there could be hauntings? And this, I know this is going to be funny, but it's kind of a serious question. Do you think that people would hear like a Seinfeld in a distant room or something oh. that a show that people beloved from our time? You know what I mean? You think that would be the future of like the the things? I'm sure of it. I- I'm sure of it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure of it because if you think. Um, in dimension wise, mm. that we're always crossing dimensions, you know, and Mr. Ray Booten has more knowledge about that. But, you know, you go, you talk about dimensions, you know, so if we cross dimensions, you know, absolutely, I believe in that. A hundred years from now, absolutely, you know, they'll be seeing, uh, Jay Leno show or something like that, crossing between, or whatever, you know, if the spirit is still in that house and doesn't want to leave. And that spirit's still doing the same old thing as it used to always do. Yeah. You know, you're going to hear something like that. You know, play rock music, you know. Um, That's, you'll so. probably hear more of that. Because you always hear old-timey music. It's always like older music that people hear, you know what I mean? I definitely, think it's gonna re- I definitely think it's going to repeat itself. You know? For sure. I think it will, you know. You know, the fact that you, I mean, I guess, I guess you would hear... I think rock and roll's getting to that place where you'll probably hear that more. Like, like newer music will be, we're talking hundreds of years down the line, you would hear that. But like, if, you know, I could almost hear somebody being hurt, you know, they heard some Highway to Hell or something like that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, for sure. And it's people investing into it. That, that, and that. I want to say, it doesn't have to be old. I, yeah. I want to say it doesn't have to be old because I recently, about a year or so ago, I did a EVP uh, session up on the airport up here where a young man lost his life because they were at a bar and having a good time. They went up to the airport doing some donuts and his cousin crashed into a tree. He got killed. Um, they set up a cross up there where the young man died. He was only like 21. He yes. just turned 21. He got killed. And he was an all-star in a high school football team and this and that. Uh, I went up there and he was talking to me over the SB7 or the S-Box, clear as day, you know, and he was saying, yeah, I mean, we came up, we were all messed up, we were having a good time, and you know, the, my time was over. But he talked to me like I'm talking to you, and that was very weird, you know. Right. Um, sometimes it gets like that, I mean, but most of the time your, your, your video and audio is really not that clear. I mean, you always hear that and then they, you hear a sound, which, and a lot of people don't know, like, you talk a lot about, and I've heard it, ghost adventures. They can do a paranormal investigation in about a half an hour. Mm. In the real scope of things, it takes a lot longer than that, because you have to go back and you right. listen to things, and then present that to your team. Now everyone has their different opinions, so, you know, to come up and form one, you know, it's, it's pretty high, and it takes a lot of hours to do this, you know? Yeah. So. I was, uh, watching a show one time and uh what i liked about it is they showed you what really happened 
and they would arrive. They spent four days there. Every night for four days in order to get one hour's worth and maybe three or four things happen. And after a lot, and then after, after they did all that filming, then they had to go over four nights of material. It was quite, quite a big process. And, uh, yeah, the, these people that are doing it for networks and stuff, they put, they put a hell of a lot of work in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most of the time when we go out, uh, <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure it probably happened. You guys, I know you guys investigate. Um, I can get out there with the best gear I got. You can be fully charged. When we get there, every grain is gone. And it's like, <laughs> we just charge the stuff, you know, and it's done. So spirits have that way of, of taking the energy out of that equipment. I, I've seen when we're at the Lizzie Boyden house or, uh, Cindy Lou there, um, they had their own equipment. They, they provide that, you know, um, they, I remember seeing rim pods and SB7s and K2 units totally dead. And the tour guide there said, look, every time new people come in, we always replace batteries that were fresh out of batteries. There's no reason why this is dead. So they replaced it. And, you know, so that has a lot to do with that. You know, I've seen where I brought a camcorder fully charged, totally dead when you hit flight. I've had that. And it's out. like, all right, so now what do we do now? <laughs> you know? So if you, unfortunately, the skeptics, if you don't have all of it to present, they don't believe it. Well, you have to be there because when I, and I don't know if you have abilities, I know Ray does. Um, when you get to a place, you can really feel the heaviness there. You, you can feel that, which, um, you know, our SB7 is ain't going to pick that up. You know, I can feel there's something there, you know, so, you know. I get the feels and I hear things. That's good. Yeah. I'm sensitive, Ray says, but I'm. I don't. I can't. I'm not as good as Ray Booten. Very few people are as good as Ray Booten in this world with that stuff. Um, you know what when, I mean? When 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 you're talking about uh, the batteries, they're using they're you they're draining the energy. And when you go back to music, music's a vibration. Truth. And that, that vibration is really a form of a, uh, energy. When you start talking about the vibrations in the chakras, in the body, et cetera, the, that's a form. Now you talk about, a, you match that up with emotions, a favorite song. You're putting out all this emotional energy, and that is mashing up and joining with the song. And that one vibration, the other, the emotions, everything comes together. For, le- for that to leave an imprint there, that doesn't surprise me at all. I, I'd say it's highly likely. It's just caught. In, it's a residual type of haunting where it just repeats itself. If someone spent, uh, like you were saying, in the basement, if someone spent years down there listening to their favorite music, and that's where they were attached from be, between that music and the uh, emotions in that basement and what they did, and then you've got water nearby. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that something should happen. And if that spirit wants to manifest and you present an energy source like a battery yeah. first thing it's going to do is drain that thing so that it can try and manifest and can try and communicate with you yeah the music could also be you know maybe there's something not so good maybe bad things were happening and the music was used to kind of drown out whatever crying or yelling you know what i mean 
Um, I got a question for everybody, you know, in a situation with the energy, have you ever ran into a situation where the battery drained and then when you left the location, the battery was back to normal or is it pretty much dead? They take it all and don't give none back. What do you guys, what what do you think? No, that's happened. Yeah. 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 You can't argue that. You can argue the battery is dead and it's dead, 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 dead. But you can't argue it being dead and then being alive again. You know what I mean? We we actually, I mean, I don't know if anybody's told, but I'll say my piece and you guys can say what you guys want to say. Um, we actually had that same situation happen when we went to Spidergates out in, um, it's on the other side of Worcester, Massachusetts, yeah. by the airport there. Um, it's a hard to cemetery, but we went beyond that cemetery. In that point in time, because I, I actually had to revamp my team because it happens. You know, people's COVID happened, you know, so people switched out. And so it is what it is. I had my new team coming up. Um, but last year, that exact same thing you talked about happened. We went in there and our SP7 and spirit box was all good. It all died. Once we passed the cemetery, we went up a little bit. So I guess where the back of the airport was, the SB7 went full into power again. So, you know, it was active and we thought that was weird. Yeah. But yeah, that does, sure. that does happen. It does happen. Karen, what about you? I've had that happen a few times, especially here at home. Yeah, yeah. I know you said you've done some investigation over in Utah. You know what? What's yes. what? You know, our Massachusetts known for. There's a few real hot spots of paranormal here. Do you guys have any like hot spots that are kind of made you, Utah famous in the paranormal world? There is an old abandoned mine, which we go and explore out there with the bunkhouses and stuff. And there's a place in Helper we like to go investigate. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the mine, with the mine, do you know the backstory on it? Did, like, a bunch of people get trapped and die in there or something? There was a big fire. A oh. lot of people died. That fire is no good, yeah. Fire is no fun. I don't get down with fire. No fire walk with me here. I am not an amazing Jekyll Brothers to bring up ICP. Um so, you know, in your investigation in Utah, have you ever cumbled, stumbled up, upon something that you would creep you out way too much that you couldn't, you couldn't pursue further? You had to pull the plug and go, all right, you know, this is, uh, you know, we're going to need a bigger boat type deal. You know what I mean? I'm not really. I'm pretty brave when it comes to that kind of stuff. If you were t- if something grabbed your arm or something, if you were in the coal mine and you gr- you were walking through, you go into it. You guys are allowed to go into it, or they shut it off to the public. And no, it's still on fire. We were just out around there investigating. Yeah. So if we you're, did you're- hear some voices, and uh, my kid got scratched. Oh, oh, Paul. Yes. <laughs> my boy Paul got scratched. I got beef with these he ghosts did. now. The um, so how'd that happen? How'd that come about? The scratching. We were just walking along, uh, doing our EVP and electromagnetic thing. Oh my gosh, I can't remember what the device. Sorry, I'm nervous. No worries. And he, he said, "Mom, my back's burning," and he had this huge scratch. 
From the top of his shoulders, lean around to his stomach. Three claw marks. Three claws? So that's not even human. That's demonic. After that, we decided to back up and leave because he was trying so hard. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot, dude. When, he, when it gets physical, I mean, uh, I think when, you know, I think anybody can agree that, like, uh, you know, you hear things and, you know, always a believer. But the, the moment that it gets physical and actually touches you, I think it's a whole different world. You know what I mean? You're like, what is going on now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you know what you yeah. guys were? Were you just walking through or were you asking questions or when, asking when that questions. happened? We heard this voice. Not only on the recorder, but we all heard it, and the priest let the kids out. <laughs> Do you remember what the question you were asking was when he got the scratch? We were asking if I was trying to communicate with my family that's there, and I was asking if anyone was there. You know, you were communicating. Stated with the your name family. of my cat, and I'm like, "Are you here?" You were commu- trying to uh, asking for family from the other side, or the family that with you, were with you. The family from the other side. The um, and we heard this long like kiss, and it said yes. That's all it said, but it said yes, and then the kid got scratched. So you asked if family was there. It said yes, and then it scratched Paul. Yes. Interesting. What do you guys think about something like that? Do you think that... I don't feel her family would scratch Paul. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe somebody disguising itself or maybe somebody that just... You know, me and Ray Boot up top talk a lot about, like, um, you know, like with Ouija boards and stuff. It's like you open up a door and kind of anything can come through. You know what I mean? So, like, even if you have the best intentions and you're like... That's the crazy weird part about when people pass and people that aren't really, you know, in tune or don't really know a lot about, you know, the kind of like the paranormal vibe of like communication. Like they're very in a vulnerable place, you know what I mean, to like because, of course, they want to talk to this loved one that's no longer there and they'd almost be willing to let anything come through. Uh, even if they're almost willing, if it isn't their loved one, just someone to give them a little sign of hope or something, you know what I mean? So it's kind of a crazy thing. What do you guys think about, you know, entities almost, uh, you know, disguising themselves as a loved one or so, and, but really having bad things in, in mind? Uh, it's quite, po- it's very possible that it happens. Um, I've seen, I used to be an affiliate with a team down in Florida, um, which they actually had a haunted Ouija board and, uh, they tried to destroy this. Yeah. And they threw it in a fire. We literally, there's a video of this. They, they threw it in a fire and the thing wasn't burning. Yeah. It just didn't burn. Uh, maybe the edges scorch a little bit. Um, then they're important. Like there's a lot of possum. Hissing out in the woods while this thing was trying to burn, they had to like throw gasoline on this thing, and it, it took them a while to get this thing to burn. It just didn't burn like it was supposed to. So, um, yeah, Ouija boards are to me a bad juju. I, I don't even mention Ouija boards. They I just, agree. I, and when you were on that first time, we talked about this too because my uncle had a story that one of the first paranormal, scary, real stories I ever heard in my whole life was the Ouija board story where my uncle and his girlfriend 
were playing around with them, and, and they started getting answers that, that were scaring them. So they threw it in the fireplace, and it, they said it didn't burn. It just made a hissing noise. And I was like, ah! And there's been, we've probably had five or six guests on the show that have told me, Ray, you being one of them, that have told me that same story of them trying to burn a Ouija board and a hissing. And that always creeps me out. And it's like, we're, you know, at the end of the day, it's cardboard. You know, of course it has the symbols put on it, but it's like, it's got to be what the, the faith that people put into it because right off the assembly line, it can't be evil. Do you think that it has evil? Ray Booten, you can answer this too. Do you think mm. that it's printed with evil, like right off the assembly line? Or do you think it's something that people have, like manifest by putting their belief into it? I'd say it's more their belief in it. Anytime you use something like that, you're opening a portal. Right. And that board can become possessed just like a doll can, any artifact, a house, or a person. The board gets taken over by something that comes in. The problem being that people who play with it like a game, they don't have controls. They don't have protection. They don't have ways of stopping it or getting rid of it. Mm. So you've opened the door, and most people can't close that door anymore. And a simple burning uh, may not work. Maybe it, it, that board is now possessed, and that spirit doesn't want to leave because... You don't know. I mean, you can say you can be asking for grandma. Right. But if, if there's something evil on the other side, it's going to say, it's going to say, I'm here. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to come across like grandma because it wants, it yes. wants to get a hold of you. Right. Yes. yes. Is, there, is there any significance to the symbols on it? I mean, it's, there's a yes and a no and it's letters, but is there anything hidden within that? Like, you know, you have the dollar bill where if you look, you can find the owl. You know what I mean? Perched up in the dollar bill. If you fold it correctly, you can catch like, uh, you know, like twin towers falling and all types of weird stuff. You know, they say the Masons knew all this stuff. But is there like weird anything within, like, on the board itself? Is there pentagrams on it? Is there, what do you, what, you know, is it just a plain board is it with letters and that's it? And yes, no letters, a moon. I think there's always a moon um. on there. Yeah, there is. There's a moon, there's a sun, I believe, on, on the Ouija boards. Um, I, I'd love to dive into that one of these days, you know, and I do think it's the faith, you know. But that, you also realize, like, people that don't feel, like, you'll have people that don't believe in it. And I think that they don't, they're not harmed by it. You know, me and Ray made a short film years ago called Victoria, and it was the first time, because we do films for anybody out there not knowing, and I'm, I, like I said, I grew up in the church, so like um, I never kind of dabbled with anything Satanish in my movies. And we did this short film with it. And the short film, it had a lot of weird things that happened behind the scenes. And um, you know, I equate it to a belief thing. Like there's people that make Satan movies all day long, and they don't believe the. They think he's just a cartoon character. So I think that it, ha it holds no power. But for someone that actually believes that they're tampering with stuff they shouldn't be, I think those are the people that will kind of, you know, negatively reflect uh, the situation, you know what I mean? And we had people getting, like, there was, I know uh, somebody fell asleep with a cigarette, you know what I mean, burnt, got their leg burnt. My parents' house, they there was a carbon monoxide leak, and they almost, like, my parents and some of my niece and nephews could have died if they didn't go and check it, like, before they went to bed. Um 
There was a that day on set. There was a dude that got that the homeowner got like beyond drunk, beyond drunk, and we had a meltdown. There was an actor on that film that we were close with who kind of turned into the devil himself a little bit. You know what I mean? A lot of like really weird, dark stuff, and we did we pushed it dark. I mean, it was definitely a dark project. There was chanting in it. There was sacrifice in it. It was all stuff that I never typically put in a film, but for whatever reason, we did it for the short film. And uh, yeah, I enjoy the short film, but I think it's kind. Of, it was it. It might not have been worth the trouble that could have came from it. You know what I mean? Luckily, you know, thank Jesus, thank God, thank the universe that those things were you know stopped. And I equate the religious aspect to things being stopped. Uh, I, I equate. I'll tell I'll tell you a story about when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, when we asked it because we were fairly new on the fire department, and we were eager to go to a fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked the Ouija book, "Is going to be a fire?" And the thing went to and I remember this. It went to Eleven Pine Street, and it said a certain time. Um, probably about a year or two later. Uh, we actually had a fire at 11 Pine Street, which was a Catholic school. And what happened was a little boy, he was, had problems, you know, probably about 10 years old or whatever. Uh, he was down in the, in the locker room and he set a fire to the lockers and it came up and, you know, it did a little, little damage. Um, when we got it out, um, I looked at my friend that was with me and I looked at him and I says, um, remember when we did the Ouija board, you know, couple of years ago, and he looked at me, and he just shook his head. He said, yeah, that's coincidence. Yeah. So, you know, I in the back of my mind to this day, it wasn't a coincidence. It was something that happened, you know. And, yeah. and it did happen. It was the exact same address, and it happened. So, you know. He was, tr- he was a troubled youth, he said? He was. He was. He was playing on matches, and he set it up into a locker. And the thing went, you know. I I can say that as we were going up the stairs to the second floor, they had a Virgin Mary to the window, and I'll never forget this. We're all packed up. The place is all smoky. As we came up to the stairs, I remember looking to my right a little bit with a Virgin Mary. seen her. It was a statue. There was no smoke around her. And then it was also, then as we turn, it's all pitch black smoke. So it was really, it was kind of weird that day. It really was. Do you think that he, something worked through him for that, or you think that was just a kid being? I want to show you what, um, I do a lot, show you this, you guys can see that. And for the radio viewers, it's like a protractor. And it has uh, 0 to 10, and it'll have A through Z. Originally, that paper did have yes and no on it. I was told to get rid of the yes and no because uh, my spirit guide did not want anyone to confuse this paper with a region. Right. This is called a thousand shot. It's exactly what this is called. It's not evil. So because I say that because I did a uh, thing, someone was like, oh, it's a region board. You know, it's not, you know. So this that's what I use. You know, it's communal cable master again. You know. Yeah. I think uh 
I'm totally against Ouija boards. I know there's other paranormal teams out there that use them in their investigations. That's them, you know. Um, but me personally, yeah. I won't use them. I don't get down with the Ouija board myself. It's uh, Ouija boards are like, they're too much, man. They're too crazy. You know, we often talk about how it's weird you can buy them at a store, but, you know, yeah, the Ouija board is definitely a crazy vibe. Definitely, there's something up within the fabric of those, I think. There's a little something, you know, you you could go, you can go crazy and say that, you know, there's a dark energy that's producing them that there, maybe there's something within something under the paint, you know what I mean? Under the, under all the letters and all that, maybe the board itself at the heart of it, it holds some symbols or something like that. Um, but yeah, definitely it's, a, a, it's definitely a portal. Right. And I think that you get individuals and you don't know what their, um, their energy level is. You know, it could be evil. I mean, it's like, what do you bring to this board? You know, I mean, you don't know everyone. I mean, everyone has a dark side, you know. So if you're going in and you always want to associate Ouija with demons and stuff, mm-hmm. um, do they feed on that energy? You know, does this person have a problem? So they'll come in and, you know, here we go. They open up that. Once you open that portal, as Ray said, it's very hard to get them out. Now you talk about attachments. And this and that, and it's not good. It's really not. I've seen people with attachments. It's not good. So, Did the Bible ever describe what an actual demon looks like? Does anybody know? No? So you really no. don't know what you did. It could be really anything. It could be humanity, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Um, not to get bleak. Not to get bleak on a nice Tuesday evening. But, um, yeah, the demon deals... Definitely, like when 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 Karen said the thing about the three like the three finger like the claws the three claws I think that had very very demon vibe to it you know do you think or do you think that you know you know when supposedly when they make contact it takes a lot of their energy the to be closest kind of- I've ever gotten to a demon was uh, Spider Gates when my name was Carl on SP seven yeah that's close I've ever gotten to one. You didn't see anything though, right? You just heard it. It's crazy. The whole, yeah, it's wild. You know what I mean? The demon things is a crazy thing. And I definitely believe in them. Um, they're, they're just little entities of evil. I like guess negative energy. I mean, they, I would just, they're all energy, but they would manifest into a physical form, but it's probably more like, um, <clears throat> probably more along the lines of like you would see you know people have said aliens like gray aliens were demons you know what i mean but i almost feel like it would approach almost looking like you doppelganger style like when we talk about jinn you know reboot and we talk about the jinn and how it can kind of come manifest itself to be a human you know what i mean i almost feel like demons do that and if they're not manifesting themselves there's definitely like a possession type thing going on and uh you know, you know, your energy is very easy to get your energy thrown off. You know, you wake up in a good mood by noon, you're in a bad mood. You wake, you know, or vice versa. You know what I mean? It's all the, it's all the different energies and personalities you encountered throughout that time that kind of shift your energy and mold it. And, you know, I guess you, you can try and 
toughen up your spiritual body, if you will, to be able to kind of reflect those negative energies and stuff like that. But it's very difficult, you know, and then you get things like depression. Like I feel the, dep- I feel like depression's like a demonic force, you know what I mean? Like it kind of floats, blows around in the wind out there. It's like the flu, like it's just always there and you just step into a cloud of it. Now you're carrying that dark cloud over you for the next three days or whatever. Um, where do you guys equate depression into like the spiritual world and like the, the energy element of it? What do you got? What do you guys, do you think there's a, think there's a, like they, they, they meet somewhere or you think it's two different things? I'll go with Ray Booten first since your square is already highlighted. (laughs) Depression. Okay. Uh, That, that leaves you vulnerable because it's an, an emotional imbalance. Your energies in yourself are out of balance. So therefore, you're open. Mm -hmm. You're susceptible. I know that uh, in many cultures, and including many Native American tribes, if someone suffers a trauma when they're very young as a child, they stay open to the spirit world. Because that wound never heals. Well, as an adult or child with that depression, um, your energy, your body... It's not synced up with light. It's not synced up with good. You're already halfway there in your energy. And that's what you're putting out. And that really makes you vulnerable because uh, you have nothing to fight it off. You're already in a weakened state. Your energy can already be tapped mm. very easily. So I see depression as uh, almost like an open door. That's what? And that 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 makes you vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's I, it's like an attachment. I feel you know what I mean. Like the same way, like things will attach themselves to you, and they do. They bring you down. They make you feel like shit. They'll make you sick sometimes. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. Uh, what do you guys think down below? I guess well, that, that, that's why it's really not uncommon. Like nursing homes, you know. Mainly nursing homes, there's been a lot of cases with that, which, you know, demons uh-huh. are very, uh, the elderly in nursing homes, they're very acceptable. You know, demons can jump in them. It, it, it's like, you know, they lose their minds. So the demons, they have their free run with these people. So that's why, you know, you'll see a lot of, you know, these outbursts and stuff. Could be that too. We've had a few cases out here like that. There's, mean, talk- there's way lines and stuff with them, um, you know. Yeah, so. I feel that because like we talk, we talk about um, like how they feast off your energy type vibe. You know what I mean? That it's almost like they would they would attach themselves and they would drain you of your energy, your happiness, your power. And then unfortunately, like we all know kind of what happens when people get to the end of road of depression, you know what I mean? They take that leap, they step off the edge. And I think at that point you might be dragged, you get so drained and they own so much of you. It's almost like that when you leave, you'd almost be, 
almost like you'd almost have to serve them in a way. It's a weird vibe. Like they would consume you completely. We've all heard the expression of being consumed by your anger, your, your whatever, you know what I mean? Um, and it just kind of takes over. I think that like, you know, it's tough to shake yourself from, but like, you, you know, you got to, and we got to figure out a way to do it, whether it's hobbies or whatever. But, um, it's really weird. That depression thing's, you know, so many people have it. I think everybody has it. You know what I mean? I think it's just one of those things. And uh, it's uh, it's tough, dude, because, like, it really is that – it's that – it's like – it's like when you really think of the outcome of depression and stuff, it's such a like a – like a crazy gamble almost. Like, it's a crazy – you're – once you get into it, it's like a game that you got to kind of you get yourself out of it. Cause we've all probably met people that just lived like depressed and, you know, there's certain people that kind of like it. You know, I've met people that don't feel comfortable in life unless they're sad because they've been sad so much of their life. You know what I mean? It's, and it's like, I think all that is kind of like an attachment that people are an entity sinks its teeth in you and like you can shake all you want but it's like in there and if if it's there long enough i think it becomes a part of you and like i think when it becomes a part of you i think that it's very difficult for you to shake and i think it's even when you shake it for a little bit it's like a demon it's a possession i think depression depression is is possession look at that i'm rhyming again um, but I think that that it's big. I think, you know, and people don't really, I think if, if, if people were more spiritual, they would kind of, they would talk more about that, that depression's more of a possession type vibe, but it's very crazy stuff, you know? So over in Utahville, all right, we got the mines, you know what I mean? Scratching, um, you don't got any big like folklorey creatures. We have like the predator. You don't got no like mothmany type things over there or anything. Uh, we have a white lady. A white lady. I am so intrigued and want to hear more. I want to hear all about this white lady. I know the old <laughs> cocaine is the this white. Road that if you go down, you can see this woman in white. I'm pretty sure that's all over the world, though. It's a common one. And I don't know. This road Mm -hmm. in the next town, or you can drive down at night, even in the day, and see shadow shadow people things. We have almost tracked a few times thinking it was a real person. I've been getting that a lot, unfortunately. I've been turning. I'd say the last like week, uh, maybe I got an infection in my blood or something. <clears throat> the last week, every time I just about every time I turn, I see something out the corner of my eye. I don't know what it is, it, whether it's at home or at work or wherever. I, I look and I, it's like I see like I got a double take because I feel like somebody just kind of moved off when I looked mm-hmm. and like I've been getting it's 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 a weird deal. I don't know. I got Ray. You got to say a prayer for me or something, but. Because I don't know what what that is, or maybe what what if you know a situation like that. Um, what do you guys think that could be? You know, when you when you see a lot of sh- you know shadow people around you or whatever, do you think that that is? Uh, 
you're just opened up to it. Maybe you're more open at a certain time of the year or a certain time of feel. You know what I mean? Do you guys think that it's possible that like if you're if you're dying, if you if you're gonna die, um, do you think that you're it's all like your third eye is almost opened up to that other side, so you see more spiritual things and more entities around you because you're that close to you know the other side, if you will. Uh, you know, I I um I don't know about Mister Ray Booten, but yeah, I get the same thing that you do all the time. Yeah. I mean, I live in a haunted house, so uh, they said it's not haunted. They they call this the awakening. They call it the awakening, so it's more terrifying. But um, I have seen videos uh, on my stairs. Um, I've seen things move and. It's very um, surreal, you know, and it doesn't happen like, you know, you know, you take your Hollywood movies like Amityville Horror and all, it's nothing like that. I mean, it can be worse sometimes, but you don't have that blood coming down your walls, but uh, things always happen here, always. Yeah. Um, like, I'll be doing dishes and all of a sudden, I'll try to go for a sponge and all of a sudden, my sponge dish will slightly move. No one's touching it. It just moves. And I'm like, okay. So when things happen like that, you always, especially a paranormal investigator, you always have to debunk, always debunk things, always, constantly. And they don't like it. But it's like, how in God's name did that thing move? No one touched it and it moved slightly. Mm. No one's seen it. No one's going to believe me. But it happened. I've seen it. It happens. You know, and that's the biggest thing in the paranormal world is when you see things like that, you know, like you're seeing shadows. No one, I mean, in this day and age, most kind of will believe you because back in the day, you never thought of, they never talked about that. But now it's kind of accepted now, you know? But mm-hmm. it's weird to be in that situation. You're there and things just happen. And it's like, okay. You know, it's, it's real. It happens. It's real. But generally, you want to see it, you know? How do you how do you explain that to somebody that ain't gonna believe you? You right. just can't. It's like I went back and I told you about the person that's colorblind. You can go all day long, things blue, and they say it's gray. How are you gonna argue with that? You know, but it happens. And I know you guys probably have your own experiences, but it, it's very. I feel very fortunate when that things when those things happen from the beyond because you know you're not alone. Right. You know? It's scary. Oh yeah, it's scary. Uh, times I've had. Here, uh, my arms stand up, but it's it's a feeling that I'm not backing out of this. I'm here, you know, and you know, thank God it's nothing evil here. But I mean, in other cases, there are evil things that happen. I mean, people will say and they'll challenge spirits, which I don't agree with. If you're here, well, move something, you know, throw something against the wall. Um, I'm gonna tell you that if a chair goes hurtling by you. You need to get out of there because right. it's no longer safe for you to be there. It's definitely demonic and you need to leave. Your time's over. You know, you do not, you know, don't try to be like on TV. Oh, show yourself and blah, blah, blah. You're going to get yourself hurt. Okay? And this is why most of our, um, I mean, I do. I'm sure maybe you guys do. We have demonic, um, there's a word I'm, I'm trying to find. Um, we specialize in that. You know, and this is who we're going to reach out to. 
You know, if I have a chick going flying past, I'm going to call my buddy that actually specializes in the marks, you know, because it's out of my, you have to know when to back out of it and to get somebody else that specializes in that stuff. It does definitely happen. It does happen. Yeah, like last night alone. It's real. Last night alone, it probably happened like five times. Um, And what it would be is every time I'd look in like a corner of a wall or a doorway, like when I would, my head would go across it, I would see something like at the edge of it and then it would like go past it. And there was a couple of times where it was open and I, and I went like that in like in the middle, like going across, I'd see like a, a dark thing and then it would just, I don't even know if it went, if it moved quick or if it just evaporated. Like when I, when it was turning, it just like evaporated. It was a weird. And I can't, like, I've heard my name at my work and my work's got all types of crazy shit that's happened there. People have, killed himself inside the building, outside the building, all types of craziness. Mm-hmm. It's a very high stress level place and irritating place and shit. And yeah, it's a wild ride. And I just don't, it's, I'm curious. So why, why do you think somebody would start to see more of it? Ray Booten, what do you think? Or Ray or Ray Arnold. I'll say one quick thing and I'll let him go. Um, I I think it's more, if you're more acceptable to it, if you have an open mind to it, I mean, maybe Reboot has more knowledge on that, but that's what I think. That's what I've always been. I agree with you 110%, but I've always, ever since a kid, I've always been open to it and I've always believed in it. So, but I feel like more recently, it's kind of up, 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 like a little bit where I'm seeing it more. You know what I mean? Like I like for real. The last week or so, it's been a lot. Like a lot. Like practically every time I'm like scanning a room or whatever, like I see something. Well, we uh, we know that your where you're living was built on a over an old building that used to be a hotel, and we know that there's people that haunt from that. Yeah, because we had that time that uh, we take the mostly ghostly. We heard nothing there, but then you were going over it. And you could hear the footsteps in the back, and we're able to like, identify that uh, blonde-haired lady. Very creepy. Walk- yeah, well, I'll fill in the guess real quick because I kind of like this story. You know, we were recording when we first started mostly ghostly before the Zoom era. We'd meet and we'd record in my kitchen, and every now and then the batteries would die. Um, nothing really paranormal to it. It just would run long or whatever. And there was a situation where. The, the, the battery ran out and we I put new batteries in it and then I started recording again. So realistically, so what ended up happening is when I went back and listened to the footage, it had us talking, it stopped, and then there was a take of like five seconds, ten seconds of just ladies' feet. You could tell because it was like the heels. Ladies' feet walking across the wood floor and then it was only a, a small clip. And then it jumped into the next clip where we picked up the conversation. Um, and Ray came in and he got a feel for it. And he said that there was a lady there. <clears throat> and then my girlfriend, she told me she had, she, she had a nightmare. And in the nightmare, she woke up and I wasn't in bed with her. And she looked over at the door and she said there was a lady with blonde hair peeking through the door. And when she looked at her, she kind of pulled her head back into the dark hallway. <clears throat> and I get goosebumps now just talking about it. But I think that that lady in the recording and the lady that Ray seen 
is the same lady that my girlfriend seen. So I don't know if there was more than just that lady. I thought I seen something that mirror creeped me out. And then like even okay. down here in, in the basement, like I showed Ray a picture because I had like a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man action figure that was like that was like I had it on display over here and I came downstairs one day and it was like like almost 10 feet away from where it was on the floor and there's no reason why it should have been there. Like even if it fell off the table, like there's no way it's bouncing that far away, you know what I mean? Um and yeah, like Ray said, uh, this was like a no-tell motel back in the day. So before they turned <laughs> into a condo. So and our our part of the condo is like the it's the part where the old building was. So like whatever ha- I never looked into the history of it. I assume it was all bad stuff that I don't want to know. But yeah, there's definitely that. And uh it's real crazy. It's a real crazy ride. Yeah, so yeah, that the, the we, there's definitely a lady here. Um you know, I hope it wasn't, I don't know. I mean, it probably wasn't a great passing if she's still here. But I got no issue with her. My girlfriend and all the animals got no issue with her. So every now and then she'll kind of make herself known. But uh, she's never really been, like, threatening. You know what I mean? You also have to take a look at the fact that as you open up, you'll start to see more. Yeah. And that that's where you have to on a regular basis, practice your, your protection, whether it be meditation, crystals, whatever you may use. Like I still get that book for you, uh, to be able to cast out attachments and et cetera. But you've got that. You also have at this time, a whole world that for the last couple of years has been going crazy. And there's a lot of negative energy floating around and being put out there. And, that's energy, and these things are feeding off it, and it's easier for them to manifest. Now, with you, if they're hiding around the corner, they're not ready to kind of touch you yet, or not ready. It's like, uh, nope, not nope. We'll just watch this guy for a while. <laughs> but uh, it, it it it's out it's out there, and they're feed, they're feeding off all that energy. I need my energy, man. Damn, it's uh. It's real crazy stuff. <clears throat> now, do you think that if people, you know, in the same way of people not leaving because they love somebody, like, you know, a parent or whatever, or a kid, you know, they stay behind because they don't want to leave the person. Do you feel, you know, they say hate is just as strong as love in certain situations. Do you think that hate would keep, would, would, would have somebody kind of haunt somebody that they hated? you think that's a reality? Anger and hate, Yes. Yeah, because I know that when you die, all the, you know, material things and your opinions kind of leave and your worries and stuff like that. So you feel like any hate you might have on the, even though it's in your soul, you know, you'd think any hate that you would have in the world would kind of go away once you're dead. But I guess if it was strong enough that it would poison your soul, so to speak, as they say it does, and you would have that hate. And that's kind of, that goes into the thing where they say, you know, hating somebody's kind of like, taking po- you taking the poison and hoping that they die, you know what I mean? It's almost like if you hate, like that hate's powerful enough to keep you from an afterlife, which is kind of a, a crazy, trippy thought, but it would make sense, you know what I mean? It's another reason why you shouldn't have hate in your heart, you know? It's a vibe. It's a crazy vibe. So I'm glad, well, I'm glad it's that. I'm glad that things are just waiting to touch me and not, uh, 
not the Grim Reaper looking over my shoulder. Um, <laughs> that could be troublesome, you know what I mean? But, yeah, so that's a weird deal. But, yeah, the Shadow people are always interesting, you know. And, I, I you know, we've talked about it many a time. And, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an interesting deal. I've heard all types of stories of Shadow people. Um, I definitely believe in them, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I was very – It's what's crazy about the Shadow people that I was seeing is I'm not – I've seen them and I'm not even affected by it, you know what I mean? Like – if I like right. me, me being at work last night and seeing that thing like five times, I feel would like shake up, shake somebody out. But I'm like not even, I'm not bothered by it, you know what yeah. I mean. It's there, and I go, oh well, what was mm-hmm. that? Is that a real person? You know what I mean? Um, very interesting. When was the last time you guys seen shadowy figures or something that wasn't supposed to be there? There. Last night. Oh, uh, what'd you say? Last night. Both of Yep. Well, I was yep. sitting in bed and I felt like something he was watching me. I turned over here to the doorway and there was a man standing in the doorway. He just kind of disappeared. And I saw him like three more times after that. He almost gave me a heart attack. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's exactly what it was doing with me. It was like watching. And when I realized, like, when I noticed it, it disappeared. So it does kind of make you, it's like, who would watch you? Who, you know, a loved one or, you know, and what, Ray, you said you seen one yet last night too? Yes. I actually, I had my ankle grab last night in bed. Oh, um, shit. I was, I was by myself, but I, I know that my spirit guide's with me and there's a few here that I really know. Um, I was laying in bed, I was tired, going to sleep, and then all of a sudden I had my ankle grab. There's nobody in my room. Pitch black. My ankles grabbed. I felt it being grabbed with the hands. Mm. And I'm like, I jumped. You know, it's startling. Um, right. but yet I, you know, and I hear her disembodied voice and she said, I'm here. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, you put all the lights on. Like, right. there's nobody there. How do you explain something like that when you get literally physically touched by your ankle? There's nobody in your room. How right. can you explain that? So, yeah, I was a little nervous. I had to have a cigarette, and then I went back <laughs> to bed. But it was like, wow, it happens. It, they're here, you know. So, yeah, it made me jump. I jumped, you know. And this is the things they do. I've had my shoulder touch. I get pinched. There's some body voices. Um, I see them. And they're here. You know, and I, and I said, you know, no one's going to believe me. Nobody. And she said, it's a she. And she says, right, that's fine. Because, and she goes back to, everybody has their own belief system. You cannot make somebody believe in what they're not going to want to believe in. You know, it's been programmed in your DNA as you're born. This is your life journey, but it's your belief system. You know, so this is when you get to the heaven and hell stuff. It's yeah. what's individually. Is what you believe in. Like you, I mean, I went through the Catholic schools myself, Matthew. Born, bred Catholic. Now I have this ability. Now, of course, the Catholic Church, they shun this away. They don't believe in any of this. Nothing to do with this, you know? So, you know, but, you know, it's a very strange, wild, and actually I love this ride because once you get into 
It's like a rabbit hole. When you jump into rabbit hole of paranormal, um, you're not getting out of this, you know, unless they let you. That's you know? true. So I enjoy it. I mean, so far I've not been hurt yet. So yeah. So and then there's nothing been like really thrown at me because I, as I as it was explained, I'm not doing that because if something's thrown at you, it means that they're very angry. They're mm. very angry. You get that poltergeist. The German word means noisy ghost. You got something like going on, um, it's time for you to back up and call a demonologist. And that's what I was trying to find. They can step in. You know, but, you know, yeah. it's not always uh, very wise to challenge spirits. And that's what a lot of people will do. When they first get into this, then you really don't want to do, you want to do that because for them to generate that energy, mm-hmm. you know, you got to have a little bit of, you know, piss stopping you to do something like that. So that's my so, take on that. So just watching isn't really an issue. It's a, it's not a menacing thing. It's just kind of probably curious of what's going on. Yeah. Hey, I wonder See, if I'm, not, I, yeah. I, I'm personally not allowed to watch any paranormal things on TV. I'm not allowed <laughs> to watch any of that because they call... She calls that junk. You know, she says, right. well, if you want to learn about the paranormal, I'm going to teach you the paranormal. You. And she yeah. is. But I'm not allowed to watch any of that. So, so, you know, my team, my team members on my team, my core team will say, oh, did you see the adventures of ghost hunters? I'm like, uh, no, I'm not allowed to watch that. So, uh, I, uh, open minds. I just realized while we were talking, probably what it is. <laughs> Um, literally, I've been saying like a week ago that it's been going on for a week and literally a week ago, I had a conversation with somebody that started up at that job a couple months ago and I was telling them about all the weird stuff that happens, which I started telling him about the suicides. I started telling him about the stuff in the, like just in the, the, the around the area that we're in, you know, I know that, <clears throat> Uh, last year or the year before, there was like a really gruesome murder that happened like 500 feet away from this place. Um, I drive by it every day, twice. You know, there was a sad situation where a father, for whatever reason, uh, killed like his wife, his two kids, and himself. And uh, I remember like, I it's cold because I drove by them. I drove by before the cops found them. So it's like you drive by a building with all this carnage in it. And the saddest part is the oldest daughter, what didn't die right away. She was like dying when the, when the cops finally got the neighbor went to go investigate. And when the cops got there, they found the daughter like on the couch dying. And, um, Yeah, it's it's kind of like I remember talking to Ray when that happened because it was like like I I'm sensitive to feels and shit like that. So like I feel the heaviness, you know what I mean? Like I remember during that time I was feeling a super fucking heaviness like days leading up to it and after it. And it was like it was so it was and like when I heard that that was a deal, dude, I was like floored by it. But to go back to what I was saying, like I wonder if could me talking about 
what happened, and I assume it would because nobody wants to be their death to be talked about, but me just talking about the deaths that happened in that area, would that kind of make me a magnet from those spirits, Ray Booten? What do you think? I think that since you're already empathic or sensitive, um, you're a little bit of a light bulb in a dark to begin with. Yeah. Uh, because you, you're open to it, like a mini portal. Yeah. Um, and what's going to happen is once you start talking about it, and that's going to reverberate, that vibration, that whole thought is going to go out there, and uh, that's going to draw them in. We had a, there was a dude that killed himself in his truck in our parking lot and they didn't find him for six days and everybody was just, this was last year and everybody was just coming and going, you know what I mean? Like no issue. And I always thought that was super fucked up. You know what I mean? Like I parked literally like 10 spaces away from this truck that was there for a week and it was, it was a raised truck. It was high off the ground. So like nobody, nobody, you know, what happened, somebody looked up into it. Somebody was somebody else pulled up into a, and out with another big truck, like a high off the ground truck. And when they were jumping out and swinging around to go back, they looked in the back seat and they seen a body. And that's how they found out the, the, what happened. Otherwise, the car could still be there. The truck could still be there today until you know what I mean. But it's so crazy, dude. And, you know, with something like suicide, a lot of heaviness, a lot of very bad, dark energy involved with that. So, like, that would linger. Like, that stuff doesn't just float away, you know what I mean? I got some, I got some questions for you. Answer yes or no. Okay. Uh, give no information. The guy who died, died in the truck, do you know his age? Don't say what it is, but do you have an idea around the age? I have an idea. Okay, would you, would you put him as, as early to mid, uh, early to mid-30s? I would. Okay. Yeah, his spirit's still lingering there. Uh, the girl in the house, is she around? I part, uh, do you just say yes or no? Do you know her age? No. You know anything about her at all? I have a feeling. I have a feeling of an age, but nothing's ever been proven. Okay. I, I put her as young teens. Does that match your feeling? No. Oh, okay. Dark hair though. Long hair? Blonde. Blonde. Okay, we got different people on that. That must. I mean, there could, there very well could be both hair. You know what I mean? There probably is more than one. <laughs> yeah. But I, no, I, I was I was talking about that girl that died in that house, and they when they went in and they found one of them still in the process of oh, dying. Oh, that. Yeah. yeah that, she was dark haired. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She she's still lingering there. Also. I tell you, dude. I look. I drive. I still to this day drive. When I drive by, I, I say rest in peace. And I always keep an eye out for, you know, something weird. And every now and then I get the vibe like something's in my ride with me in that area, which it probably is, but it's not harmful. So I don't got no beef with it. I mean, if it was the father, I would have beef because there's obviously something fucked up with him. You know what I mean? Um, but I and, and rightfully so, I literally go rest in peace to the victims. And I don't know what to say about the father because it's like. You know what I mean? Like, what do you say to the dude who did the fucking crime? You know what I mean? It's a very weird thing. Like, I don't I don't have hate for him. I don't wish anything bad for him. But it's like, you're the cause of all this bad stuff. Like, you know what I mean? It's a weird deal. Oh, one other thing, too. Um, you had your arm scratched, correct? No, not, not you. It's a, is it Karen? 
I'm bad on names. Oh, my girlfriend? Yes, I have. Oh, Karen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was three scratches? Yes. The legend of the story behind that is the three scratches are supposed to be from something demonic, and they're mocking the Trinity. Hmm. Yes. So that was Paul that got the scratch, though, right? Oh, I've been scratched, too, many times. What, what do you mean by marking the Trinity? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost type vibe? Yeah, we're making fun of it. Like. Yeah. Oh, mocking it. Okay, I thought you meant marking, like the mark. Mocking it, that's horrifying. Yeah. I lived in this old house. Before I moved in here, we moved out because we had such horrible activity. And we tried everything to get rid of this thing that was in there. It would shove us and scratch us. We'd have bite marks. Do you guys practice? It would uh, pretend to be friendly to my children. And then it would hurt them. And they were so scared. Mommy, I don't want to play with my friend no more. Right. The, do you guys practice like protection? Um, I know Ray Booten knows he he's the dude to go to for protection type things to say and stuff. And we always talk about how, you know, going into an investigation or even in our, in your house, you know what I mean? Like it's always good to I uh, I'm I'm dumb about these things. I don't know. I I have everything Ray sent me. I save it, but like I can't say it off the top of my head or anything like that. But we do. I do know that protection's huge, even with the littlest communication the littlest you know involvement like it's always good because like you never really know what's trailing behind you know what i mean and it worries me i I worry i'm a little worried for for paul that he got that that deal is that has there been anything like recently or is this kind of all kind of Uh, he says there's a big shadowy man in his closet he won't sleep alone so now, in the house that you guys are in now? Yes. You... I've told Ray about this man. I've seen him, too, standing by my bedside in the middle of the night. So it's the same guy. It's the same it's big the same dude. guy. Now he's... He, he used to, like, torment me. and Now he's bugging my son. Do you know what his backstory is? Or is he just kind of the homeowner that might be, you know, unhappy? I don't know. It followed us from the old house. Oh, we followed you. Follow yeah, up. so the that's that yeah, there's an attachment there. So like you get you guys gotta I hate saying people have to do anything, but I feel in my heart you guys gotta break that somehow, you know what I mean? And it's it's cause you don't, you know, it can you know, you're 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 an investigator, you know all the bad things that could come from it. Um Ray, what do you think? What do you think, Bootman, what do you think about a situation like that? What's the best thing to do? Uh, when he appears, does he have a long coat on? Yes, and a hat. Okay, yeah, okay, I got that. When, when uh, one thing I do always is, um, and like I did with Matt before, is that I like the yes or no questions because that way, there, if anything that comes through, if you don't give me any information, you know I have to be picking something up. Okay. Okay, so I would, the hat was going to be the second half of it. <laughs> uh, I started with the coat. 
Okay, I would. If I were you, I would get in touch with someone who can do uh, attachments, removals, or uh, cleansings to, to get rid of that person. Um, I can see him. I can vibe him from here, and uh, I'm not really sure he's totally human anymore. I don't want to scare you. That's the feeling I got from it. So it's yeah, it, it definitely. Um, Find someone that casts things out. Find somebody that removes attachments and uh, kick them out of the house. And it isn't his house to begin with, so he tell him he has no issue having any gripes about that because he's a he's an unwanted house guest. It's one yeah, thing we stayed and had uh, bishops come in and bless the house. And... Yeah. I'm thinking about someone yeah, that could bless the house, but get somebody in here who can directly confront him and throw him out. And then a, after that, a general blessing of the house. And whether you want to salt the perimeter or you want to do any extra things with uh, crystal, like obsidian is very good for repelling and dealing with negative energies. But do something specifically to get rid of him. And the rest of it should lighten up and the blessing will work much better that way. Yes, I have tons of crystals and obsidian. And now, with the stones, made. with crystals and stones and rocks like that, if you had that, let's say you 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 the entity came into the house and then you put out the stones and the salt or such, would that keep them in? Would they be trapped within that barrier, or or would that kind of push them away? You know what I mean? You you have you have to get rid of them first. I mean if. Um, like you, you've been over my place, mm-hmm. so you you know what it's like. What you don't know is in every corner of the house there were crystals. Every corner of every room. Sounds like my house. <laughs> uh, but each one, they're the ones that are placed in specific areas. They have certain properties, and they're there for a reason. And they create the house or my home rather um, is one giant giant grid. It's a giant energy grid. And I place myself in the middle of it when I meditate and when I pray to amplify the energy. And there's a, there's a strict rule. Nothing can come in here unless I allow it. And so far, everything's been very good. Never a shadow, never any sort of problem. I have to open the door. But it, it's taken, it takes repeated work to do that. Cleansing, charging crystals, prayer, meditation. To You want to set up a place where nothing evil it's comfortable. They don't want to go near you. They don't want to go, go uh, into that space. Just, they are not comfortable at all. It, they, they, they just run mm. from that from that sort of energy. And that, that's what you want to basically build up over time in your home. So when you walk through that door, the feeling you get is, ah, calm, relaxed, and you feel good. Yeah. Definitely doubt that. Well, I, we, this was a great episode. I hate to even end it, you know what I mean? But we're, we're approaching uh, the midnight hour, you know what I mean? Um, you guys want to say anything in closing about, you know, the dealings? Or if not, you know, I'll just say that it was a pleasure, you know, uh, for anybody out there looking to get a little deeper into it, Metro West Paranormal Investigation, look them up on the book. They always got a glorious merchandise section, so hit, go over there, check them out, hit up, buy some merch. 
I know they got a calendar on the way. You guys oh. want to talk a little bit about the calendar real quick? Oh, yes. We're so excited about the calendar. Yeah. We've already got a couple photos for by it. By the way, by, by, by the way, I, I want to say that Miss Karen that you're speaking to, uh, Matthew, I sent you the pictures. That is Karen that you're seeing. Yeah. Images, that's her. That's going to be the calendar. handle pics. So. Yeah. <laughs> I dig yeah. it. So yeah, I'll, I'll, they're, they're very excited to get this calendar going. Um, unfortunately, Lacey and Christina wasn't on tonight, uh, but it's going to be 2023 calendar for Metro West Paranormal. And, uh, they're definitely excited to be doing this calendar. Um, you've seen the pictures. So yeah, Karen can talk more about that, but yeah, super excited about that. We had this idea for a great picture. It's kind of on the naughty side, but I'm going to be in a bath full of blood. I like that. Cinnamon and Elizabeth Balthery kind of theme okay. going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig so it. I'm getting that shot up. Just get a funny guy willing to take the photos for me. Yeah. And when, when's the calendar? When do you think the calendar is going to It's for 2023. Uh, you guys going to release that? Little couple months or open up the the ordering deal for? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's gonna be. Um, I gonna actually have to talk to the vice president uh, Lacey, but she's working on that. So I don't know when they're gonna release that. Um, they're uh, right now doing the photo shoots, so we have to go through them, and, um, and it's gonna be up to them when they're gonna release that. But hopefully, it's gonna be. You know, before January. You know, yeah. Well, I dig that. Wish, you know, yeah. You guys got any big... Sometimes you have to uh, you know, let them go, you know, and release it and let, let's see what comes out of that, you know? So right. I'm going to be as uh, surprised as you guys will be. So. Word up. Yeah. I dig that. You guys got any big investigations coming up on the horizon, planned in the books? We are thinking about going back to uh, Fall River. Okay. Uh, the Lizzie Boyd House, and I'd actually uh, reach out to you guys. You guys can join us if you oh, want to. Oh, word up. Uh, Lou. We had a great time last time we went. So, Isn't there so, like a super long wait? Uh, isn't the waiting list like years? I remember hearing that no, back in the no, day. No, 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 no. Not for Lizzie Boyd House. It's not. The oh, Conjuring okay. House, yeah, that's a long waiting list. You know, it's a big price tag, but. Yeah, the Conjuring House is only like seven miles away from here, so but to get there, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, it's a waiting list. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's one of those deals. Well, I mean, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, Ray, Karen. It was great meeting you. We'll have you back on the show again in the future. You know, what yes, I mean? thank you for having me. I was really nervous, but excited. Oh, uh, we keep it. We I keep it light and fun. <laughs> we keep it very light and fun. You know what I mean. The um, tell Paul I said have a good evening. It was a great. It was nice meeting him. I will. Thank you. He'll be on the show next time when he gets a little older. We'll be having him on here to talk about the paranorms. Tell oh, him. he tell out the stories. He can tell you. That's what I'm saying. Tell him. Don't forget those. I want to hear about the claws and everything else. <laughs> I want to hear good things about that guy getting out of your house too. When, when next time we talk. Yeah, thanks for drawing to my son because he's autistic and 
He's always been able to see him. Showed my daughter. I know me and Ray uh, Bootman had like near-death experience. I'll end with this near-death experiences. And we kind of think that that's a big part of it. Like if you get close enough to the other side without kind of stepping over, I think the more likely you are to be able to see things. You know what I mean? You guys agree with that? Yes. I do. I've had a few near-death experiences. I was just going to say, yeah, you guys had some near-deaths over there. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll say that when my mother passed away, uh, God rest her soul, yeah. uh, when she passed away, I was in grieving. I said, I wish there's a way that I could really communicate with you. And uh, that was four years ago. Four years ago now, I am on the paranormal. Um, I do have abilities. Um, so my wish has been granted um, on the other side. So um, so it's, it's scary, but yet, you know, you're still going to do it. You know, yeah. so the rest is history, but you never know what they're going to do. You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the thing. That is the thing. Ray, do you want to say anything in closing before we bounce out? Uh, no, I did say thanks for being here. It's always thanks fun when you're here. when you're on. You know what I mean? And definitely uh, check out the Met- Metro West Paranormal Investigation Facebook page. You guys go dot com too, right? Yeah, uh, not yet. yet. Don't feel bad. We don't either. The new, it's in the new era. You just have Facebook pages, and that's all you really need. You know what I mean? We run everything out of Facebook world. (laughs) But it was an absolute pleasure, and we'll have you all on again. You know, we hope every time, Matthew. Always is, man. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Um. I was. I'm very interested in that Lizzie Borden deal. I remember you guys. There was like a. Wasn't there blood found? Didn't they find yeah. some blood or something like that? Yes. Yep. Yep. You got to come out with us, you guys. We had, I, uh, we had a ball, man. Cindy and Lou's actually, all... Yeah. Cindy Lou. Cindy Lou actually picked out, out that Lou? dripper from the ceiling, so she was there. She's uh, mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, she's always yeah, trying she's to awesome. get us to go out. And my, my, my dance card's always super busy with the podcast and the films and stuff. Yeah, but Fall River is a little bit closer to you guys, right? A little bit, yeah. It's like 45 minutes yeah. away from me at least. There you go. You know, but I want to get some more investigations in the future. So everybody out, out there, go support our folks. And uh, if you like this episode, go check out past episodes with Ray and then uh, future episodes with Karen. And we're all in the big ghostly pool together. So... Check out more Mostly Ghostly wherever you're listening to this. Check us out on the social medias, all of us. And uh, stay spooky out there. Always protect yourself from the ghouls and the goblins and demonic forces. Things that used to ride in hearses, but now they're knocking on your front door. Oh, no. And we'll catch everybody on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Bye, Paul.